The following podcast is an enticing media production. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You are now socially obligated to pour yourself a drink and welcome to the Drunk Squirrel. of the drunk squirrel we are not rob and kenny no we are not who are we Ooh, i don't know who are we i don't know this may or may not be the wife takeover episode Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and we welcome melinda rob's wife hello and myself nell kenny's wife so I know that it is customary on this podcast to talk about what is in our cups. What are we mm-hmm. drinking? So I am drinking a barefoot nectarine and peach seltzer. Ooh, that sounds fancy. Um, while Melinda enjoys beverages that do not taste like alcohol, I enjoy tasting alcohol, apparently. <laughs> I am drinking straight uh, Casamigos Reposado tequila over mm. ice, and I don't have any limes, so it's legitimately tequila and ice. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, this is this is what's cool about podcasting. You bring different perspectives and different people mm-hmm. together to have conversations. Absolutely. Yes. So speaking of conversations... Before we came in here to record this podcast, Mm -hmm. we were having all kinds of conversations out in the kitchen. We were having, you know, some slices of pizza for lunch and talking to Rob and Kenny. They just finished recording their very first episode. Congratulations, guys. Um, We promise not to dispel any juicy details about anything that you guys have done in your lives because you've definitely not you've trusted us with this whole podcast we could put anything out there if we really wanted to oh absolutely and there's a lot oh yeah (laughs) yeah um you know there were a couple of instances where Kenny called me out for certain things on other Mm. podcasts oh yes Mm -hmm. I could do that here oh yeah definitely yeah Rob did the same thing with me on his other one too oh really but I totally won't say anything no No, because you know what we rise above oh absolutely we are we are stronger so it's all good so you're welcome guys (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) but part of the conversation that we were having is something that we both feel really passionate and about and feels really important and that is a work-life balance Mm -hmm. and we were talking about very similar experiences in work environments where family life was not really supported Mm -hmm. and so you know I know you guys had an experience where someone actually sat you down and said that your family is the problem (laughs) yep like That's Mm -hmm. mind-blowing. Oh, absolutely. And honestly, like, I can laugh about it today, but there's times where, to this day, it still is in the back of my head where if I'm sick and I can't help Rob with something or whatever, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm the problem. I'm going to hurt his career, which is bizarre in and of itself and should not be a thought. 
that I have in my head, but yeah, yeah. no, I, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. See, okay. So we should probably back up here a little bit as I'm thinking (laughs) about this and we'll get to like these similarities that, so that was a little preview of the rest of the episode guys. Um, so (laughs) we have very similar views and outlooks and experiences with this subject. Mm -hmm. Um, but we should probably introduce ourselves. Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you agree? That would be a good idea, I guess. Yeah. I mean, people should probably get to know us, maybe even talk a little bit about how we know, how, how we met our husbands mm-hmm. and, you know, the whole story and all that good stuff. So, oh, yeah. Melinda, how on earth <laughs> did you get together with Rob and, like, just give us give us that background? <laughs> oh, goodness. So, Rob and I were a part of a ministry program that helped us to gain our, for me, my bachelor's, Rob got his associates through it. And um, it really gave us that jumpstart into the ministries that we're a part of even today. So that's what we were a part of. It was funny because it was a, you're not allowed to date each other when you're in this ministry, but yet second year we totally did. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) bombshell. Yeah, just kidding guys. No. Um, So that's how we met each other. And then about, we got married, um, after the program, obviously. And, um, (laughs) just for clarification, but, (laughs) but then, um, probably, oh my goodness, six months into our marriage, maybe a little less, give or take, we ended up getting a, our very first youth ministry position on the other side of the state. And now, However many years later, here we are in Lebanon County, loving life and loving our current place. So it's it's all good. Awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm happy to hear you say that. Oh, yes. You know, loving Lebanon County, oh, loving yes. life. Um, you know, I just feel like there should be more people in the world that would be able to say that. Oh, I, I, not necessarily Lebanon County. Look, if Lebanon County is not your thing, <laughs> it's not your thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's So it's interesting um, because I noticed in your story, you, ca- you have kind of like a little taboo um, <laughs> situation going on in, on in your meeting, yes. Rob. And mm-hmm. I kind of had a similar one with Kenny because yeah. technically, well, when I met him, he was still married. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, like when we first met, it wasn't, we always joke about this because- People would say, was it love at first sight? <laughs> Apparently, he said for him, it was for me, it wasn't. I, I, don't, I don't mean that yeah. in the way that it sounds. Mm-hmm. Like, he was married. I had a boyfriend at the time. Oh, my goodness, yeah. So it wasn't like, I mean, he was literally on my boyfriend's bowling team. Mm-hmm. So he was just somebody <laughs> that, like, I met. Yeah. Somebody I knew. So, I mean, of course, you know... Oh my gosh, months, months down the road, then he, I don't remember, he got my phone number somehow and we ended up talking. And at that point it was text messaging, Yeah, but like very skewed text mm-hmm. messaging because we were still at the point where each text message costs like $150, you know, <laughs> you know, remember those plays? Oh yeah. Gotta love it. <laughs> so it was very like, Hey, want to meet? Sure. Where? Like mm-hmm. very to the yeah. point. Um, so then eventually we ended up meeting and then dating. We let, we did like the long distance thing for the longest time mm-hmm. because I had left college and li- moved back home in Maryland and he would drive down. Like I worked in a restaurant at the time. 
he would drive down just to put flowers on my car. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh. And then drive home because he had to work the next day. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there was that story. And then I eventually decided to move up here to Pennsylvania mm-hmm. to Lebanon County. And <laughs> <laughs> pretty much the rest is history. Yeah. But I mean, personally, I guess we should also talk about who we are, too, because yes. we are not just wives. No, we are not. We are our own people. Yes. So, Melinda, who are you as Melinda? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is a great question. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, as Melinda... Um, Oh, goodness. Okay. So <laughs> it's always really hard to answer this question, honestly, because I'm like, well, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I do this career. I do this. Yeah, I do that. The standards. So, you know, it's always hard to think of, like, who are you as an actual, like, human being. Yeah. But um, but I am a Christian. I, um, I really am. I do identify, let's just face it, as a mother. That is who I am. I was a stay-at-home mom for like eight and a half years, went back to the career force recently, and I love mental health. I love helping people. That is who I am by nature as a helper, Um, and I just simply, I love making friends, but I'm also a very anxious person, so that always works against me, which is really funny and weird in and of itself. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's, I mean, I think that when you can find an aspect of your life Mm -hmm. to pick that aspect and say that's who you are, I mean, that's clearly your love Mm -hmm. in life is to be a mother. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. I think that's really important to be able to pick that out and say, you know what, this is who I am. This is who I identify with. Yeah. Um, I am the exact opposite. I am not a mother. Although that's not true. I have two cats. I was going to say, you're a mother to your cats. I am a mother to my cats. And look, my baby cries in the morning and she Mm -hmm. wants milk and I give her milk. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there we are. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, I am. uh, Who is Nell? Jeez. Well, Mm -hmm. see, you're right about this. It's hard, isn't it? Like when you take off those labels, you're like, yeah, uh, I don't know. I know. That's the thing. Because even like. I do podcasts all mm-hmm. the time and people are like, who's Nell? And then my instincts are like, well, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner. I'm an author. I'm a yeah. this. I'm a that. Mm-hmm. And that is who I identify with. But I mean, at the root of it all, mm-hmm. I am what my nickname is. I am the gluten-free tree hugging hippie. <laughs> Even though I'm not technically gluten-free right now. Yeah. Um, I am somebody that really wants to, feels like I have a purpose Mm -hmm. in the world to help and impact others through any means. Mm -hmm. So whether that is the podcast or the radio show or speaking on a stage or in a coaching business or anything like that, that is my mission in life Mm -hmm. is to help and impact other people and specifically on finding ways to make yourself happy to get Mm -hmm. yourself out of situations that are not for you and recognizing Mm -hmm. those situations so that's who I am yeah I mean it honestly it simplifies things yeah because that's the real true mission Mm -hmm. so and yeah I'm the tree hugging hippie because I really like to care for the environment (laughs) and all that good stuff so oh yeah (laughs) it just comes with the territory (laughs) I'm helping others and I'm also helping the environment Mm mm-hmm Definitely. I like that. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So, yeah, I mean, we, so we met, I guess Mm -hmm. we should talk about that, too. Okay, yeah. 
Because people might be like, well, yeah, that's all great. That's who you are. But Mm -hmm. how do you guys know each other? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, ooh, this is a good question. Okay. What was, I love the questions on Facebook that come up. Okay. Where they're like, tell me a memory that reminds me of you when we met. Or how, like, give me a sentence that describes how we met. Okay. And, or like the first impression Mm -hmm. of when we met. Yeah. And I think it would be really cool to get like the opposite. Yeah, so, like definitely. what was your opinion of how we first met and then like my opinion of how okay. we first met? Okay. So when we first, I think it's important to um, state this, that when Rob and I first started coming to church, because that's how we met, Yeah. Um, I was going through a really hard time in life mm-hmm. um, because there was a lot of trauma that I was trying to move on from and a lot of hurts from my past that I sounds really like, you know, horrible and foreboding, but, (laughs) but like from, um, the place that we were previously at just some hurts that I was trying to move on from. And so it kind of kept me like inside of myself and I was constantly like watching, like, okay, how am I reacting to this person? How am I reacting to that person? And that really increased my anxieties. It was great. I loved it. (laughs) Really. (laughs) I hated it. But so, I, the person who I was then when we first started coming to St. Andrews is truthfully, I think, different than who I am today. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, I remember I, the first time I saw you anyways was you were at, on the worship team at our oh, church. Oh, yeah, the praise yeah. team, yeah. yeah. The praise team, yeah. And I was like, oh, she looks really fun. And Oh, you thought yeah, it was fun? Oh, my goodness, yeah. Oh, that's so And, fun. like, I loved, like, <laughs> your enthusiasm and stuff like that. I was like, she looks like a great person to get to know. But of course, you know, like I'm, I at that time was just like trying to, you know, figure it out. Yeah. Figure out who I am and everything again and trying to move past the old stuff. So I didn't say anything to hardly anybody at that time. I was like, Oh, I'm just going to be here and I'm going to go home and, you know, be in my safe zone. And that was it. So yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think, so I always tend to get starstruck. Mm-hmm. with like people in positions of power. Yeah. And I don't know why. It doesn't have to be like a celebrity, just a celebrity. Yeah. Um I think when I first met both of you guys. So, I don't remember if Kenny was a trustee at that point or not. Okay. Or if we were just like if he was coming yeah. to church cuz I was just involved first in just like the musical groups. Mm-hmm. And I remember Rob coming on and then you would come to mm-hmm. church and everything. And I was like, Oh, there's the new youth director and his <laughs> wife. Like, Oh, like <laughs> I don't almost like, uh, they're in a position of power. Like oh, you goodness. only, you can only not like, yeah, God, this sounds terrible, but like I should really only go to them if I need to. <laughs> like, <laughs> does yeah. that make any sense? Like I put like, yeah, like, Robin, the pastor, and like other pastors mm-hmm. at yeah. that church, like they're in these positions of power mm-hmm. and like they don't have time for me. They're very busy people. <laughs> like that's kind yeah. of what I thought. Oh, yeah. When I first met you guys, I look at you as like <laughs> the first family. <laughs> oh, goodness. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> if, that makes, if that makes any sense. But honestly, though, I get that because so one of the last places that I worked, I no longer work at this place anymore, but um, <laughs> the... Thank goodness. Yeah. Cheers to that. <laughs> <laughs> but my boss at the time, my supervisor, she was so 
like she didn't know how to handle me or Rob and like <laughs> I would like we would go out every Friday as a team which was always so much fun I, I really do miss working for this one place and she would just tell us like um, how you know oh I can't order a drink right now because Melinda's here and at first I was like oh. oh ha 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 you know whatever but it was like a constant thing and I finally looked at her one day and I'm like my husband and I we drink my yeah. husband he swears you know <gasps> exactly right what and she was like she was like no no but he's in ministry and I'm like yeah we're we're called human beings yeah, you, like your people yeah you know we all have our things we all you know but we're humans at the end of the day yeah and and she was just taken aback by that. So the very first time we all went out to this restaurant after that conversation, I made sure to order a drink. Yeah. And I sat right across from her. Oh, that's so and cool. And she like the whole entire time, she was just eyeing me like, how can you possibly like she wasn't judging me by anything, but right. it, she was just so confused. Yeah. Because of her mentality of people in mm. ministry being like, the holier than thou complex, you know, versus like her herself right. who just attends church on Sunday mornings. And I'm like, it's okay, really. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, <human> <laughs> I feel like that's where I was coming yeah. from too. Mm-hmm. Um, in that mindset, because, and I think that a lot of other people do too. Like yeah. they just assume that if you are in ministry or if you're a pastor or minister and you, like you just, you live this life absolutely free mm-hmm. of anything that could possibly be misconstrued as a sin. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, obviously like we know that in the Bible, like there's drinking the, the wine and <laughs> oh, ev- yeah. and all of that. So obviously, I mean, I always tell people, I'm like, you do realize Jesus did turn water into a wine at yeah. a wedding. And it was because the wine had run out guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he legitimately yeah. <laughs> said, we have a problem yes. here. Yeah. Like his <laughs> mom or whoever, I, oh my goodness, I can't remember. This is horrible. But like Mary <laughs> comes up to him and says, you know, like we're out of wine. And he's like, oh, okay. And and after a little bit of convincing, he turns water into wine at a wedding. Yeah. So <laughs> like, yeah, this is real life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think it's okay. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, having Robin actually at our church has also opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, you guys, like, this is your job, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and like, obviously you're human beings. I mean, <laughs> I will say that she has given me the best margarita recipe that I've ever had. Yeah. You know, so thank you, Robin, if you're listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, like you guys are like, I should never have been in that mindset mm-hmm. where, oh my gosh, I really should only approach them if I need to. <laughs> like, that's just yeah. now like, like thinking back about it, it sounds ridiculous, mm-hmm. but I'm really glad that you brought up a place that you were at before yeah. where you were going through some things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, how you ultimately ended up at St. Andrews. Yeah. So getting back to the preview that <laughs> we gave you guys at the beginning of this episode, that's kind of where we're going with this. We're talking about work life, family mm-hmm. balance and how important that is and how you and I were both made to feel like work should Mm -hmm. be the ultimate top priority in our lives. Yeah. And we know that's not true. So as much as you can, can you try to fill us in on your experience? Yeah, absolutely. So there's been multiple times throughout my own personal life where employers have been like, you know, listen, you've already done 
you've already used up these um, this amount of days and now you're asking for time off what's going on are you really committed but then there was the last place that um my husband and i were at the employer sat us down and looked at looked at us and said that my family that myself and my children were the problem with my my husband's career and that was heartbreaking and it's still to this day no joke messes with my mind where every time the kids are sick this isn't a problem at all anymore just for clarification right no no, this is not a current issue no no no. this is all like far in the past but like it still like plays with my mind where I'm like oh my goodness even at my current job that I just started at I'm like oh I don't feel good. I should definitely, you know, especially post COVID, you know, quote unquote, that I should obviously take time off because I don't feel good. But then I'm like, Ooh, I need to, because I need to show them at my new job that I am a hard worker, that I'm dedicated, that I'm this, that I'm that. And that is a horrible thing, especially like when you're sick and essentially you're saying that my own personal health isn't worth as much as my job is right the place that could easily fire you within seconds and replace you yeah that that's worth more apparently than your own personal health and life that's beyond messed up (laughs) i is it is so incomprehensible to me Mm -hmm. to have that and you know unfortunately and i mentioned this out in our conversation in the kitchen (laughs) before i was at the place that I worked at, I worked under someone who had very narcissistic traits mm-hmm. and I was, I didn't, I don't have kids. So my mm-hmm. career is my baby and I got so incredibly invested in this place. And I just realized now that this was all a manipulation, mm-hmm. um, from this person too, yeah, to build me up to believe that my job is everything. Yeah. And I was of that mindset where if we hired someone new, mm-hmm. And this new person was taking some time off in the next week for a doctor's appointment Mm -hmm. or needing to leave early to go pick up kids from school that I would say, oh, well, I don't know if they're the right person for us, if they're going to keep taking time off. Yeah. And now I look back and I horribly regret that. Yeah. Because I realize like, no, Mm -hmm. that's not it. Yeah. That doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if, you know, I mean, I started to kind of work my way out of some of that manipulation mm-hmm. because I was seeing what was happening yeah. in other instances. Oh, yeah. But I mean, for sure, COVID helped, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. with all of that. We had so much time at home and it became detrimental that mm-hmm. if we felt anything other than perfect, yeah, that we needed to stay away from people. Mm-hmm. We were more cognizant of that. We also learned to value maybe a little bit more because we had time, mm-hmm. our families. Oh, yeah. I mean, how, I don't know. How do you – do you think that too? Absolutely. Um, I know post-COVID for myself, I have constantly actually at times said, I kind of miss it. <laughs> like I miss that lock. It sounds You think bizarre, that too? No. I, I actually miss it. I miss like – having nothing on my agenda yeah but family time and then doing like ultra creative things like oh my goodness when we were in lockdown in the heat of it um we had disney dinners where my husband he would find recipes from like the disney oh website and we'd cook disney meals and we would dress up like our favorite <gasps> characters That's so adorable and we would do stuff like this now yeah. obviously we have no time right now i mean like mm-hmm. this coming week 
both of my kids have two concerts, two different days. And in the middle of both of those concerts, my daughter has horse lessons. My son has karate on the exact same day. Now, yeah, you know, but so I do miss like that slower paced, more relaxed, laid back COVID experience. Yeah. You know, I, and I crave that at times, which I think has actually allowed me to rethink things Yeah, where it's okay. My daughter, she really needs me today. I, we're both just going to take the day off and have, sorry, a mental health day. Yeah. Well, why um, would you apologize for that? Well, yeah, exactly. But it's, again, it's Mm -hmm. society makes you feel like you have to because there's no, but there's no employers today. Yeah. You know, people are out, they're missing, Mm -hmm. they have no people to replace them, you know? So therefore you have to be there every single day. Yeah. And if you're not there, then you get the looks the next day as to, uh oh, what? Why were? Why weren't you here? Did you not know that we needed your help yesterday? And it's sorry, but my health. If I'm not healthy, I can't help you. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. and that's the important part. It's funny you bring that up too, mm-hmm. because we used to have a thing at my job that I was at. We called it the vacation treatment. Yeah. So we had to, our, I mean, it was a small family owned business Mm -hmm. and we only had like at the most eight employees Yeah, and there was no employee, no two employees could take off at the same time, Mm. which I mean, I, I get that in that small business because, you know, sharing responsibilities, Mm -hmm. missing one person is a lot. And I mean, I was in a much different mindset about that before, but no, you know, I, (laughs) I get this. So in order for one person to pick up the responsibilities of another person, it was a lot. So, but it had to happen Mm -hmm. because everybody needs to take time off. Exactly. But we used to call it the vacation treatment because the, our boss, the owner of the company, you could tell about the week before your scheduled vacation. (laughs) Um, they would start putting more responsibilities on you. Mm -hmm. You'd get more projects that required longer term commitments. You'd be pressured to have certain things done in a certain time frame, more so than you already Mm -hmm. had. And then the attitude was different. You know, when you would walk out the door for the night, they wouldn't say goodbye because they didn't feel like you should be leaving. Mm Mm-hmm. They wouldn't say good morning. They would just come in and start barking orders at you. Mm -hmm. And so we called that the vacation treatment. And then what happened while you were on vacation is instead of having someone else try to help or pick up that responsibility Mm -hmm. or at least try, they would just pile it all on your desk for when you got back. Of course. (laughs) Which, you know, this happens. This is not necessarily the narcissistic Mm-hmm. traits or anything yeah. that I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. This happens in a lot of places. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, moving forward, how did you recognize mm-hmm. that it was time for you to move on from this toxic scenario? Yeah. So when Rob and I first got married, we sat down and we created a list of essentially boundaries Oh, good. That would protect us, especially my husband, you know, he's in ministry. So yeah. ministry is very, there's a lot that goes into it. And it's, it truthfully is a life thing. It's not just mm-hmm. a nine to five job. It is your entire life goes into ministry. And if you yeah. don't have those boundaries in place early, it can destroy marriages. We've, my husband and I mm-hmm. know tons of people who have been in ministry, got out and ended up in divorces because of 
things like my husband and I went through years ago. Yeah. So it's, it can be a very, it's a, you know, church life is great. We love our churches. We love all of the churches that we've been at, mm-hmm. but ministry in and of itself can be challenging at times. Yeah. Um, so we had to create that boundary with us and every employer and even my own personal employers that I work for currently, mm-hmm. I have to have those boundaries as to, okay, I'm here, I'm at home, I'm present with my family. You know, if I've been off for an extended period of time, then yes, I need to check my emails, mm-hmm. but here's the time I'm going to do it. And everything else is geared towards my family. But um, one yeah. thing that's always stuck with us during the um, transition from that one profession to where we currently are now was um, it was during our interview actually at St. Andrews. Yeah. Um, somebody came up to us and said that ministry is a calling, but family is a gift. It's a blessing. Uh. And that has always stuck with us. And I think that that works not just with ministry, but with careers in general. Your career, that's your calling. That's what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But your family, that's a gift. And with gifts, it is your most treasured one. So therefore, you have to take care of it. You have to, um, you know, pour into it. You have to love it. You have to care for it. You have to nourish it. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, that family leaves. You're... Mm -hmm your job, your ministry, whatever, that can come and go and they can replace you like that. Mm-hmm. But with your family, you don't want that to happen, right? No. Like you don't want your job to replace you either. But <laughs> your family, like, I mean, my family is my life. If right. I didn't have them, I don't know what I would do yeah. with my life, you know? Mm-hmm. So therefore, you have to take care of and you have to nourish and protect your family before yeah. you if you're not feeding your family, you can't help other people either. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not taking care of your family, everything else can't follow suit. And yeah. so as soon as we heard, um, I can't remember the name of the person, but as soon as we heard them say that quote to us, it was, yes, where do we sign? Yeah, that's <laughs> because, how you knew. Yeah, you exactly. to be there. Because we knew so that cool. this church was going to help us. They were going to not just allow my husband to have a chance to really take ownership in ministry, Mm -hmm. but also a place where they're going to, and not that any of our other places didn't, you know, just so we were aware, (laughs) you know, (laughs) didn't do this because all of our churches we loved and we cared for definitely. But it was just, there was something about that statement and being so evident. And this was before we even talked about our boundaries that just came up and it was, Okay, this is it. Yep, absolutely. I'll sign right here on the dotted line. Yeah. I'll sign. Forget my husband. I'll sign up. Don't forget my husband. Yeah. I'll sign. I'll sign the line. You heard it here yeah. first. No, just kidding, guys. Oh, no. Yeah. No, that's so great. I'm so glad. I'm yeah. really happy that that mm-hmm. happened for you guys. Yeah. I mean, you definitely have to be open to receive mm-hmm. those types of notions. Absolutely. And, you know, it's... I know that Kenny has his segment on here called yes. Kenny's Nuggies of Wisdom. Oh, yes, absolutely. Maybe this is an appropriate Ooh. point for the Kenny's Nuggies of Wisdom because you brought it up. Oh, okay. You did. <laughs> you inspired this Nuggie of Wisdom. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Kenny's Nuggies of Wisdom. This is the segment. Okay. <laughs> Kenny's Nuggie of Wisdom for today is be open to receive. Be open to mm. receiving the messages that are happening right in front of you. 
I know that he talked about be willing to have conversations Mm -hmm. and be willing to listen. And yes, that is absolutely important too. But even in the moments where you're not specifically having conversations with a particular person Mm -hmm. or people, there are signs from God, from the universe, Mm -hmm. from whatever power you believe in Mm -hmm. that are happening and attempting to move you into a different place Mm -hmm. on your path. So if you can be open to receiving those messages, I mean, that's real growth. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So thank you for listening to Kenny's Nuggies of Wisdom. (laughs) All right. Back to it. (laughs) Um, No, I think that that is insanely important. I'm Mm -hmm. so glad, like I mentioned, that that happened for you guys. I wish that, you know, my message was a little clearer. Yeah. Although there was something inside of me one day that I didn't Mm -hmm. expect to happen. Some sort of a voice where I, it, it told me that I needed to take control of my situation. And I was in a meeting with said boss. Mm -hmm. Uh, one day I went into work that day, had no intention of leaving. And I was in the meeting and this voice said, do it, do it now. Mm -hmm. And after the meeting, I sat her down and I said, I am resigning at the end of the year. Now, mind you, this was March 3rd. Yeah. So I had a good mm-hmm. few months. Yeah. <laughs> but her response was, thank you for the notice. After 13 years, mm. we never spoke about it again. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It was, I mean, I listened to the voice. Mm-hmm. So I guess in a sense, it did happen the same way for me. Yeah. You have to listen. Mm-hmm. And receive those messages and do with them what you do Mm -hmm. with intention. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I would venture to think that your work-life balance is in a bit better place now. Am I right about that? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, Yeah. We love where we currently are. Um, Like I said, I love Lebanon County. I grew up in Lancaster County. So Lebanon County is a lot like home to me. And yeah having work working with and I saying this like you know with my husband for my husband's (laughs) profession right now but you know um having him work for people that truthfully care about who he is and want to see that growth want to see and make sure that he's protecting you know his time with his family that he's protecting his time with his ministry Mm -hmm. and is making sure that he really strives for that balance that true balance yeah has been amazing and such a blessing to me. And then even in my own personal life with my own career now where I make sure that, and I mean, I'm new to where I am. Yeah. I just started my new job in August. So I'm still very new, but I made sure during the interview process that they were going to be okay with the boundaries that I have set up for my own family Mm -hmm. that have existed now for so many years Mm -hmm. and that I wasn't willing to budge on those boundaries that yes, crises happen and crises is, you know, unfortunately they're never planned. No, (laughs) they usually happen. Let's face it when you're not there, but that there is a system in place for that. So that way I can have the time off that I need to recharge. And one of the first things, once again, when I started my career was uh, my mentor told me 
that, listen, you know, the role of our careers, of our job is challenging. It has so Mm -hmm. many different challenges that we get faced with every time and it can be a really hard job. And so she said, make sure that you use Mm -hmm. your time off, that you use your sick days, you know, that you don't just let them accumulate to be like hundreds upon hundreds because they can be rolling every year. Yeah. And so it's use them because you have them. If you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of others. Mm -hmm. As soon as she said that it was okay. I'm exactly where I need to be for right now. And I, I love that. Yeah. That this is exactly where I'm supposed to be because they're going to look out for my mental health, which is huge. That is so fantastic to hear that that's encouraged. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It, that needs to happen way, way more. So, (laughs) I mean, and honestly, anybody that's listening, if you're in a position of leadership Mm -hmm. in a position of power or influence, I would work on encouraging Mm -hmm. that type of culture because I mean, it just benefits everybody. It benefits everyone. You, you have, you are operating at levels where you can provide the best service Mm -hmm. and the people that are receiving that service are now able to get the best of you to get the best care Mm -hmm. and therefore can receive and use that care that they have to work on themselves and better themselves, which then trickles down the line. Absolutely. So, and let's face it with such high turnover at any place of business from, Oh my goodness, I've been following even a lot of schools from across the country and just how much turnover every school district seems to have across the country right now and how there's, I think in Florida this summer, they were hiring people in militaries because they couldn't find teachers. Wow. And so it's, you know, whether you're in education systems, whether you work um, at nine to five, whether you're working at Staples, at Walmart, at Target, wherever you might be, a church, whatever. Yeah. You know, part of, there's so much turnover right now. And I feel like if, as employers, you know, if, Mm-hmm. Our managers, our supervisors, the people that are hiring, hiring others, mm-hmm. if they really want to keep you, mm-hmm. they're going to make sure that your mental health mm-hmm. is in check. I actually had a conference this past week that I sat in a breakout session about mental health and um, our profession just because of this high turnover. And the presenter said, in the places where you see consistent retainment, those are the places that they're encouraging their employees to use their mental health days, to mm-hmm. use their sick days, to use their vacation time, whatever right. it may be, where the places that have the opposite, it's usually exactly that. It's, mm-hmm. you know, okay, make sure that you have these assignments turned in by this time. Make sure that you do this. Make sure you do that. And here's deadlines. And it's it's exhausting. It's daunting. And some of the work, it's impossible to fulfill. Yeah. And it's tiring. And with the high turnover, people can easily move right now. Right. And so being able to be flexible with your employees and to really look after their mental health yeah. and their physical health too, mm-hmm. you know, that's really important right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could not agree <laughs> anymore. And, you know, it's interesting because I'm at a space in my business where I I mean, this is kind of a lull right now. So I did, I managed to bring on one person that I'm working mm-hmm. with, uh, who's not an employee, necessarily, like not payroll mm-hmm. employee, but somebody that I'm working with 
um, to help me complete certain Mm. tasks. And my, I think my biggest fear at that point in time when I was ready to hire this person Mm. was, okay, so now you absolutely need to decide what kind of leader you want to be. (laughs) And, you know, taking the route of, you know, if he emails me, and of course this is all virtual work, Mm -hmm. if he emails me and says, listen, I can't work on this project today because I'm sick or I have to take care of something, how are you going to react? How are you going to handle Mm -hmm. that? I mean, obviously I'm not giving him sick days. Like we're not (laughs) on this level (laughs) (laughs) currently. Um, you know, but I still have my option. The only thing that I can choose is how I react. Mm -hmm. So I thought about these things and I said, you know what? My reaction to this would be take your time Mm -hmm. that you need to get better. Yeah. Because I only want you to feel like you can provide the best service to me when Mm -hmm. you're ready. Oh yeah. And I don't think it's that hard to do that because, you know, I think losing money because you're missing staff or something to that nature mm-hmm. is one thing, but the, it's not all about the money. Yo, no, no, it's not. And it's about, you know, okay. So yes, in certain professions, it may be costing you money because someone's mm-hmm. not working at that given point in time, but start looking for on ways that you can recoup that yeah. after the fact, because it's happening. Yeah. You can't say to your employee, I don't care if you're on the toilet, <laughs> get up and do this for me. Yeah. You oh, can't yeah. do that. No, no. So, you know, figure out ways mm-hmm. after the fact. All right. So this is the situation. This is how we're handling it right now. My employee or my, my person needs to get better mm-hmm. and take their time. How can I move forward to really recoup this if I really need to? Oh, yeah. So, you know, there are solutions. You Mm -hmm. don't have to be a (laughs) you-know-what and treat people Mm -hmm. terribly like that. Oh, no. So, I, you know, I will say that we have actually really gone... Robin Kenny told us that, you know, 35 to 45 minutes is, like, the (laughs) sweet spot. Mm -hmm. And, I mean... We're pretty much at the end there right yeah. now. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, I think when you're talking about these subjects mm-hmm. that we feel so passionately about, oh yeah, um, it's important to get everything out that Absolutely. we can and make yeah. this valuable for people. Mm-hmm. So, if there is one thing that you could leave people with on this subject, what would that what would that be? I would say if you are a person who is looking for a position right now, it's kind of like a twofold thing. If mm. you're a person looking for the position, set the boundaries right now yeah. before you get your position, no matter what it is, whether you're working in a coffee house, mm-hmm. you are CEO of a company, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. to set those boundaries and keep them. Yeah, Cement them into your lifestyle now. If you are an employer who's looking for employees. Mm -hmm. So you're the person, you're the manager, you're the CEO, you're whatever. Make sure that you're taking care of your employees first and foremost. Make sure that they feel encouraged, that they feel motivated to come to work every single day. And I know that's impossible at sometimes. People can be cranky. I totally get that, (laughs) you know, but, you know, treat them how you yourself want to be treated, really. If we simply do that, I think, you know, our jobs as they are can be even better because if you don't want to be 
constantly like if you don't want your faults to be constantly be pointed out every single day Mm -hmm. without any positives make sure that you as the leader are encouraging them are pointing out the positives their strengths not just the weaknesses not just the areas they need to work on Mm -hmm. but also that person's strengths let them know that hey that spreadsheet that whatever looks amazing thank Mm -hmm. you so much yeah a thank you goes a really long way oh my gosh does it ever (laughs) and but yeah, but just simply, you know, make sure that you're looking out for your employees. Those those are the two main things that I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we could end this on a better note than that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it really doesn't need to be, I feel like it shouldn't need to be said, but it does, mm-hmm. especially in today's world. So, I mean, I feel comfortable leaving it there. Okay. Because that is, that's the message here. Yeah. That is truly the message. I mean, yeah, if I think if, if I could really say one thing, it would definitely be the boundaries thing too. Mm -hmm. It really would be. We all have boundaries. We all need to respect them. And whether we're on the receiving end or the giving end of that, Mm -hmm. respect the boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. All right, guys. So this is where we're going to end it here. We are the wives of Rob and Kenny. And Melinda, yes. thanks for doing this yeah, today. Yeah, this was fun. I loved this. Yeah. like the, Guys, can we make a request? Can we do this again in the future? Can Ooh, we do yes. this like once a season or something? That would be so much fun. I yeah, love it. I know. Or like have like a side thing like a side podcast like a spinoff of the drunk school we could be like ooh, what could we be we could be like the sober cats there we go sober cats. <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right guys so next episode you will get rob and kenny back and thank you melinda yes, for, no problem. you're not my guest we're their guests so <laughs> yeah. thanks guys for having us yes thank you <laughs> all right we'll catch you at some point yeah. Thanks for listening to The Drunk Squirrel. No need to pay a tab. Just be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and drop us a line, thedrunksquirrel82 at gmail.com. Cheers.